Hey guys, welcome to the Coffee Unleashed podcast where we talk about coffee business and everything in between. Uh, My name is Alec and I am your host. Uh, We are excited today to have another guest uh, talk with us about uh, how to translate uh, some of what he does into your business and how uh, you can uh, maximize that a little bit. Um, As always, uh, if you haven't yet, make sure and subscribe to the podcast on whatever channel uh, you enjoy listening to, uh, Spotify, Google Play, or uh, iTunes. We would love to uh, be in your uh, feed on a regular basis. Also, if you have any questions for us specifically, uh, you can email us at hello at IndieCoffeeRoasters.com. We would love to be able to answer some questions on the podcast. So if you have any potential topics uh, or maybe guests you'd like to hear from, uh, we would love to hear from you. So make sure and send an email that way. Um, Also, if you want to know more about Indie Coffee Roasters specifically, uh, make sure and follow us on all social platforms, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and uh, and check out our blog as well at IndieCoffeeRoasters.com. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited today to have my good friend um, and uh, one of our uh, team members here at uh, Indie Coffee Roasters, Josiah, is here today. Uh, we've known each other for a long time uh, in different avenues, uh, but excited to have him on to talk a little bit about his current role with us uh, and what that looks like. So um, thanks for being here, Joe, and um, what coffee are you enjoying right now? Um. You know, I really have been enjoying our Kenyan coffee. Um, it's the AA Linana, um, but it's got a lot of like balanced um, sweetness to it, um, a lot of apricot. Um, haven't really had a lot of coffees with the particular flavor profile that this one is. Um, so been really enjoying it, and being the roaster, it's been like pretty exciting for me to actually dial in a coffee. Um, from it being new from the from the importer and then working on how to get the flavors to come out it's been really cool to see it develop the past couple months yeah for sure and I think uh, so Joe works with us it's been it'll come up on a year now it's almost that we don't like to timestamp things but for when we're recording it it's almost March of 2019 so it's almost a year you've been with us yeah um, yeah and so Joe uh, handles all of our production from a wholesale end as well as uh, all the roasting and what that looks like. So uh, give us a dive into what a typical, you know, prep for a roast day or what a roast day looks like for you. Sure. Um, So uh, when I first come in, um, I come in before like anyone else is in the building, Um, you know, make myself a cup of coffee first. Uh, always got to do that Um, but then I make sure that um, everything is nice and clean in the roasting area Um, so I like get out the big shop vac and blow out the roaster make sure it's nice and and clean on the inside and out Um, don't want to have any fires start Mm -hmm. up you know that's right that could be really bad (laughs) Um, so I do that first Um, and then I kick it on heat up the roaster and then I'm taking a look at all of our orders that we've received um, for that specific week, um, get all my numbers written down, um, for the amount of green coffee that I need to have weighed out. Um, and then I just get all my buckets, get everything prepped like that. 
and then I just start roasting. Mm-hmm. And it's like a nonstop <laughs> checking, making sure everything's going good for the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, normally takes about three or four hours, um, just nonstop roasting. Um, and then I just package it all up mm-hmm. and then clean up my area, make it look nice and tidy again for the cafe. Um, as far as the roasting side, um, and then uh, for packaging, just kind of get it all laid out, um, get labels printed up, um, and then make sure I get, sometimes I get the numbers wrong and I got to go back to the roaster, <laughs> but you know, that is happening less and less as mm-hmm. I do this job. Um, it's been a fun ride, mm-hmm. um, um, but yeah, and then stay in contact with all of the um, clients, mm-hmm. making sure they get what they need and on time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been a really fun process too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's unique if you, uh, if you're listening and you've been to our space before, um, the roastery's wide open. So, um, you know, you're, he mentioned keeping everything clean and tidy. Um, I think we would do that even if it was more closed off, but we have the unique, uh, situation at Indy Coffee, uh, where the roasting is all done, uh, out in, in public essentially. So, um, is that, uh, tell us a little bit about that. If that's, um, I mean, it's different for sure. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So it's been, um, really awesome. Like in my past, uh, when I first started roasting, um, before I was with ICR, um, I was just kind of in a, like in a small room where a lot of people wouldn't be coming through. Um, so it was just kind of me and the roaster. Um, I didn't really ever have to deal with or figure out um, how to like communicate with people that were interested in seeing the process or learning about it while I was doing it. Um, but it's been a really cool um, like learning curve to mm-hmm. like mix um, what I'm doing with teaching at the same time, um, but not like losing track of what I'm doing at the same time. So um, it's been really awesome having people come in um, like, hey, what's going on? You want to show me what's going on on your computer over there? What's mm-hmm. It looks pretty technical. <laughs> um, and it is, and it can be. Um, but it's been really awesome explaining, the, you know, the roast curve and how I'm controlling temperature and airflow um, and the cooling tray and, like, all these things that I've been, you know, used to for, you know, a couple years now. Is like all new to people when mm-hmm. they walk in and they mm-hmm. see it. So it's really cool to see people's expressions and how that same excitement that I had when I first learned about roasting is like, I can see it in their eyes too mm-hmm. and they're excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really awesome being able to like have that same experience through other people mm-hmm. every day that I'm over there roasting. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the you know, unique side with that is the ability to build some of your interpersonal communication where, you know, which I think could translate into the client and, you know, with some typical behind the scenes gigs, it can be difficult to then step into the light and go and deliver to a client where you got to maybe talk to them about the process for 10 minutes, uh, where, because you're roasting in front of people, you know, you've been interacting with people throughout the day and, and not, you know, being in your own silo and then having to go out and Mm -hmm. then communicate well to clients. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's it has helped, um, especially like being newer um, to this uh, company. I've only been here coming up on a year. Um, so like a lot of the people have like when I first would go in to their business and like deliver coffee to them, they'd say, hey, where's Alec and mm-hmm. how's Alec doing and mm-hmm. everything? Um, which is awesome because you've built all of those relationships um, with them, but now it's kind of like transitioned over to me, and whenever they come into ICR, like they know they're starting to learn who I am, mm-hmm. and now that I'm taking on a lot of the roasting and things, they recognize me as a little bit more of that mm-hmm. person that does mm-hmm. the deliveries, and then when I come in, um, we can kind of catch up on like, mm-hmm. oh, is this from that roast you did the other day when I was in the shop? And yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of keeping in touch both ways, like when they come in to ICR and when I'm stopping by. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that that, uh, you know, just from thinking about um, other businesses that maybe, you know, have uh, chefs or something in the back or... Um, have more production level people in the background that don't get to interact with customers. They're uh, still a pretty decent representation of your brand as a as a business. So uh, the more opportunity you have to put those out in front, I think is helpful. I think of it, um, you know, a lot like a, a barista, bartender type of thing where you know, brewers at a brewery may not be used to interacting with customers where, um, you know, it's been a little bit of the trend to where that's sort of become open air. And, you know, there's tap rooms and whatnot where you're seeing the process happen. And uh, that was a lot of what um, was important to us was uh, knowing that our wholesale team is, is a very big representation of our company. So it's important for them to have the skills to feel comfortable regularly, you know, talking to customers. And, um, although it can sometimes, uh, get in the way of speed, um, it does, I think, create a lot better environment or, um, I know it helps to improve, uh, the, uh, communication skills of, or someone that, uh, is managing wholesale clients, but also still doing, you know, production. Um, yeah. Because we, you know, we at Indie Coffee want to make sure that if, you know, someone sees Joe out and about and they recognize him from the roaster, that you still feel comfortable to share and represent the brand. Um, but that's because you've gotten practice and mm-hmm. we don't leave you only in the background. And, you know, right. um, and so it's a lot more, I know, it's a lot less intimidating the more that you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, talk a little bit about, you know, you do the production end of things and then talk a little bit about the, you know, relationship building with wholesale customers, you know, going into another business and and interacting with them. Right. Um, so, you know, something, it's kind of new to me. Um, it's just like staying in contact with, um, all of the clients that we have right now. Um, it's been it's been pretty cool um, just to go in, especially to businesses that I've never been to, like personally, because um, it kind of gives me a reason to go in when I otherwise wouldn't have really thought about going into these places. Um, and then like um, introducing myself and like 
they don't know me from my personal life. So it's like I have like a whole new fresh mm-hmm. slate and I get to um, present them with something that I'm excited about um, as a person. Um, and just coffee is such a, I don't know, it's just vast and everyone kind of has their own interpretation of it. Um, and I get to represent a company that I love um, to another company um, that I'm coming to find out that is also really awesome, um, all of these local businesses. Um, but then, like, anything that they might need, like, I know that I have the resources here at ICR to fill whatever needs they have, um, and it's really important to us um, that we stay in constant communication with our clients um, whether it's uh, through email or just like stopping in um, on a weekly, monthly basis, um, just stopping in, grab a sandwich from them or, you know, whatever, um, setting up meetings um, just to talk at other local places, um, just to keep that relationship going, um, not just on that um, professional level um, to make sure that they're good, but to like, even to the point of, like a personal level where mm-hmm. like we're just reconnecting just to see how they're doing personally um, just so we can be there for like moral support mm-hmm. and also uh, customer service. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think a, you know, obviously part of the game is, um, you know, you sign a client and then retaining a client, like client retention mm-hmm. yeah. uh, is always a thing. And, um, I think that you touched on a couple of things there, but uh, one, uh, spending money at the businesses that you yeah. uh, that you are a part of. So uh, whether it be you personally or us as a company spending money there, uh, it's hugely important. And we share all of our wholesale client lists with our staff and say, hey, if you want, you know, great of something, you know, go to this place or you want, you know, um, because we want to see them succeed and we want to, you know, if we're asking them to spend their hard earned money on our product, we want to do the same. And I think that that can be a definite loss for some, uh, wholesale partners are ones that, you know, maybe never come in or ones that, um, it's all transactional and there's no, uh, relationship built. Uh, we've seen, you know, the clients that we've been able to build relationships with, uh, have no questions about, you know, moving on at any point. Uh, even if, you know, there's some growing pains or things transition or, or whatever, um, that retention I think is there. Um, and that's a lot of, because of that investment, um, and more of that organic connection, um, and we do that from an uh, internal side with our vendors and wholesale partners too, where, you know, the people we choose for tea or uh, green coffee or, you know, we have, a, we have a large relational aspect with all of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've been able to keep us because of that relationship that they've built. You know, they come into our space and, and buy our stuff. They shoot our stuff out online you know, they're ordering things, you know, um, and they're always there to support. Um, and so we've taken that model, I think, and, and done it for a lot of the local partners we have, you know, around. Um, and I don't know about uh, on your end, but I know that that definitely has helped to keep them around for longer than, you know, just the coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
like one really cool example is like we've had um, this group of guys come in or from a construction office. They like would come in one guy specifically, and they would just get the nitro like consistently, like mm-hmm. nitro every day. And then he's like, "Man, if we had this in our office, it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like we love what you guys are doing here." Um, and if we could just ever get to that point, that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, more and more guys were coming from them. They were like, hey, why don't we just hook you up with some nitro? Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like, a decent price for a kegerator. They're pretty simple to install. Um, and then we got them hooked up with nitro, and it's, like, keg after keg after mm-hmm. keg. Like, mm-hmm. they just keep running through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they still, like, even at that point, they still come to our shop. Like, mm-hmm. they know that they can have some when they get to work mm-hmm. um but they still choose to stop by mm-hmm. and see us and mm-hmm. like shake our hand and mm-hmm. say hey thanks for mm-hmm. everything you guys are doing we're mm-hmm. still loving the nitro mm-hmm. and they'll still pick one up from mm-hmm. our shop mm-hmm. on the way which is like it says a lot about mm-hmm. like them um like trusting that with mm-hmm. us um mm-hmm. that it's like a consistent product and they know that um, they're going to be satisfied every time mm-hmm. so no matter where they go to get it they know mm-hmm. it's going to be awesome mm-hmm. Um, but then still them checking in on us mm-hmm. um, in their free time, even though they know that they don't have to, mm-hmm. says a lot about, you know, the relationship that we try to build with our clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just that, like we always try to say, um, is build a, tr- a real relationship. We know it takes time, you know, it takes more time than uh, just being transactional. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's where that long-term play comes in. Like. Yeah. You know, these people are going to stick around for a long time because we have built that relational status with them. Uh, they're going to be advocates for us in the community. I think that um, if if you are listening and you do run a wholesale business, a bakery or, um, you know, a production company or, or something where you're providing a product, um, your wholesale clients can be some of your biggest advocates or ambassadors. Um, and for us, we've seen that happen where, uh, without even asking, you know, construction offices or, um, uh, coffee shops or retail spaces, um, are talking up our coffee, uh, because they love who we are and love what we stand for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, if Joe weren't to one deliver on time or, or come and be willing to chat with, uh, the business owner for 15 minutes on a delivery or, uh, willing to follow up on a phone call or email, um, you know, then that starts to dwindle away. And when, when they have the opportunity to promote a coffee company, they're probably going to look elsewhere. Um, and you know, we, we're much more into building that relationship and saying, Joe, take more time on deliveries than say, you don't have time for that. Uh, because we know, you know, you've seen that mm-hmm. come out uh, in a positive way. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that that, that definitely from a wholesale end really helps and, mm-hmm. uh, helps to teach people some of that stuff. Right. Um, as far as, you know, you talked a little bit about your day to day and then, uh, some of that client, uh, relationship side, is there anything that you've done over the last, you know, three months or so that, has really helped you improve some of that as far as, you know, whether it be how you're emailing people or uh, maybe the tools that you use to be more organized or, you know, anything like that? 
Um, something I started doing, um, I always did it a little bit, uh, but has helped me a ton is keeping a calendar um, or like a planner of mm-hmm. some sort. Um, just keeping track of like your day to day and planning your day before your day gets to you. <laughs> so um, rather than like just going with every day mm-hmm. um, and just hoping for the best and just dealing with things as they come, like preparing mm-hmm. is like huge, mm-hmm. which I've never really needed to do before mm-hmm. um, with previous jobs just because it's like hourly. You go in, you clock in, mm-hmm. you do what you need to do while you're there and you leave. Um, and there's not a whole lot of travel or communication. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this, it's like a whole new thing to me. Um, but it's like keeping a calendar has really been able to provide some structure to my day to day. And it helps me feel more like organized for mm-hmm. one, but then like, it's also kind of freeing mm-hmm. um, where you can like, schedule a meeting for like an hour but then like right after it's like okay I got time to you know shoot out some emails mm-hmm. and check in on a couple people mm-hmm. um, see how they're doing and it's like it's been a game changer for me mm-hmm. um, for sure um, but then um, as far as like reminders I'm just reminding myself um, I use Google Keep a lot there's like you can do mm-hmm. um, checklists on it um, so it's like a daily thing I can go on and like look at my list of the things I need to do for the week. Um, if I know that I have some downtime, I'm just keeping track of all of that stuff. Um, so I know like if I need to order more green coffee, it's like I know I won't forget if it's on there. Um, and it's like that's helped me a ton too, especially last minute things that pop up like, hey, can you do this for me today? I'm confident when I say yes, I can or no, I can't. Um, so as far as like being organized and that sort of thing, having, um, those certain applications has really helped me out a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that as odd as that sounds, it's, you know, I think it is important to, uh, look at, then you don't necessarily feel like you're just doing random things, you know, or or putting fire out. Yeah. Yeah. Or. Um, that can be, that can be somewhat depressing. I feel like is mm-hmm. to just feel like, man, I didn't get anything done, but yeah. just, you know, and you did get things done. It's just, you weren't very organized when you were doing it. So it just felt like the day went away. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I know that's, that's important, I think. And, and if you are managing people, I would encourage you as a manager to, go to that employee and say, hey, what are the five things that you need to get done today? And they, you know, can list them off to you and then ask them too, you know, what two things can you cross off that list so you can focus on the big three? Um, Just to keep them, you know, in sync and then let them know that like, hey, I'm going to hold you to these things. Uh, Let me know how I can help you. Um, I know that that's important too where... um, if you are managing a department, um, but maybe you need help from your supervisor, um, it's important to raise your hand and do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Learn that. <laughs> yeah, and it's and I and that can be hard. I think as a manager as well, because you know, as a supervisor, you may want to jump in and and save the day, but 
you know, from a teaching end, you can't do that. You know, it's um, allowing that process to learn and be built. And um, if you don't allow your employees to um, make mistakes or learn how to organize themselves or learn how to delegate themselves or uh, things like that, then they'll never, you know, learn how to uh, create a list like that or, you know, create a calendar or, um, you know, that's learning from practice is always, Mm -hmm. you know, what really helps. Um, So, and giving some of that ownership, I would encourage anybody that, has the ability as a supervisor to give something away. I'd encourage you to do that and, and let them, you know, learn and, and do it because I know you've taken what we've done before to a much better level. Um, but that's only because we've given you the room to do what you need to do. Yeah. Um, And there's a certain fear that like came with that. mm -hmm. Um, just from like, okay, these guys, I've been doing this for a little bit. They know what they're doing. They expect a certain, I don't know, standard mm-hmm. when it comes to how things roll with the whole wholesale production mm-hmm. and all of that. And I'm coming in new, like mm-hmm. sort of doing it in my past, but like I want to do it to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that Alec taught me through the process was like getting to this point, like, and trying to prove myself like in my in my role now isn't like super necessary because mm-hmm. I've already earned the role mm-hmm. that they've handed me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say if you're working toward a promotion, like just keep going at it. Mm-hmm. And is like when you earn that promotion, don't feel like necessarily that you have to prove yourself mm-hmm. um, to say be able to say that yeah, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you don't need to keep working your butt off mm-hmm. like every single day to prove that you deserved it mm-hmm. because it's already been handed to you. Mm-hmm. So just accept that you have that position now and run with it and mm-hmm. do your best. Mm-hmm. And when you do need help or you think that you will need help, don't be afraid to ask mm-hmm. because your team has put you there for mm-hmm. a reason because mm-hmm. they trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't expect so much of you that you can't ask for help. Mm -hmm. And that's been really helpful for me, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that that's, that's, that's a big issue with, um, you know, people is that they think that they have to, like you said, continually earn the job that they have. And, you know, for us, we don't give someone the job unless we think that they can excel at it. Um, and so, that idea where you're constantly earning it is just a misuse of time is what we look at it as and just say it's exhausting. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) you know, you've already, you know, we wouldn't have given it to you if we didn't think that you deserved it as well as, you know, you were there. Um, and we do that with all of our employees. We're not going to promote them in a trial basis to say, you've got to earn the spot. Uh, but you know, we promote them because we know that they're ready for that and, and they've earned the right for that promotion. Now it's their job to excel in that spot. And, uh, we give them the room to do that too. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, they may do it differently or they may, you know, I hope that they do it differently, um, because they're, uh, going to be taking their skill set and doing it in a better way. Um, 
and that helps, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I encourage anybody if you have a spot where you are able to do that, you know, not even take the risk, but just jump, you know, jump over and do it, you know. Yeah. Um, because although it may be a different process or maybe a different way of doing it, um, you know, the goal that's achieved is much stronger and higher than uh, than anything else. So um, yeah. Any other things you wanted to share before we uh, sign off for the day? Um, I just like, I would just encourage whoever you are, whatever job you're in, um, whether you're in a place that you, you're not loving your job or it's like the hardest job and you just want to get out or you, you're like pursuing your dream and you're, you're getting there. I just encourage you to keep trying and like, never give up on whatever that is that makes you happy um i know for me like coffee's always been this thing like i've thought about maybe i just need to get some big corporate job and like just make money and then do coffee as a hobby but i just fell in love with coffee in such a way that i couldn't i just couldn't make it just a hobby Mm -hmm. like it's what i wanted to do with my life i saw the community that it makes um so whatever it is um, just pursue it um, continually, even when it gets tough um, and people are like, hey, I don't know if you should keep doing that mm-hmm. or, you know, like it doesn't really seem like it's doing too well for you. Like you're kind of having a hard time. Like, sure, you can supplement some other things like you can have three jobs at a time. But mm-hmm. like one of those jobs for me was always coffee involved somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I wanted to always keep growing. So I would just encourage you to keep growing and whatever that is that, um, you have passion for, um, and you'll, you'll make it someday. Make it work. Yeah. Well, thanks Joe for talking a little bit and appreciate you having you on. And, um, yeah. So, um, if you want to, like I said before, if you want to learn more about some of what we've talked about, uh, we would love for you to check out our blog. Uh, Joe's a regular contributor to that. So uh, IndieCoffeeRoasters.com. Click the learn button and you can uh, learn a ton about uh, what we do here at ICR. Um, As well as if you have any questions about wholesale or or maybe you are interested in in being a partner of ours, we would love that. Uh, Click the wholesale button at IndieCoffeeRoasters.com. Uh, and uh, there's a form there. We'd love to hear from you and uh, and set a meeting and uh, start chatting about it. Um, so that's uh, we would love that as well as again, if you have any questions uh, more in general or maybe about the podcast, uh, email us at hello at indiecoffeeroasters.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you uh, and uh, hear some uh, topics you might have. Uh, again, make sure and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for all updates about our company uh, and what we have going on. I'm really excited about some of the things we have in 2019. Um, And uh, again, make sure and subscribe to this podcast so you can get more of this awesome, uh, awesome action. Uh, Great uh, guests coming up the rest of the year. So we'd love to have you uh, listen. Uh, Thanks again, guys, for listening to the Coffee Unleashed podcast, where we talk about coffee, business, and everything in between. This has been episode 23, uh, and we've had the great opportunity to talk with Joe today. Um, so, uh, appreciate it. And, uh, thanks again for listening and always remember to enjoy your coffee unleashed.